Does God perform miracles for young people and youth? He sure does. And today we're doing part two of stories of God working in the lives of young people. You'll want to hear all the stories next on this episode of Better Life Today. This podcast is brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Since 1990, Better Life has been providing Bible-based religious programming to the public. For more information, including how you can view Better Life's channels on your TV or digital device, how you can contact us, or even how to make a donation, please visit blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. And now, here's today's podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Better Life Today. I'm Doug Garcia and with me is Sayudi Rodriguez. Yes. Sayudi, welcome. Thank you very much. Sayudi, you and your husband work here at Better Life mm -hmm. with the uh, Spanish channel. Yes, Vida Mejor TV. And we get together from time to time to talk about stories of faith. Yes. Now, recently we had a part one about stories of youth and children. But there was just too many so stories maybe. to tell. Mm -hmm. So we decided to have a, a part two and that's today. But first of all, I wanted to talk to you about your project that you've been working on. <laughs> At the time of this recording, you've taken on, you and your husband have taken on the project of working with a couple foster kids. Mm -hmm. And that has been a big adventure. It has. With it its has highs and lows and struggles. And yes. so how's that going? And lots of laughter. <laughs> it's going very well. You know, today I wanted to share something. Um, one of my fears in coming into foster care was that I had seen um, some of my pastors in the past worried about uh, the congregation accepting the kids and maybe not so much accepting, but expecting so much of their kids. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, wow, this is going to be hard. How are they going to be accepted? Uh, they're not little angels, you know, mm -hmm. and so, but I have to tell you, we have a beautiful congregation and they have encouraged us so much and support us so much. And the kids can feel the love of the church members. Mm. And um, there's one song that one day we were singing at prayer meeting mm. and the song says, side by side we stand. And then the chorus says, meet me in heaven, we'll join hands together. Mm -hmm. And the kids were there and they really liked that song. So then from then on, we started singing that song in our worship service at home, you know, when we would come together, family time. And um, this morning, our little boy, he comes in the morning. In the morning, I play music for them. That way they can wake up, you know. And so one of the songs was Side by Side. And then I come to his room and he says, Mommy, Mommy, guess what? When I heard the song Side by Side, I got my toys together. I got Kiki and Cuckoo and <laughs> Mr. Piggy and all his stuffed animals. And he made sure that they were holding hands and singing, meet me in heaven, we'll join hands together. And I thought, you know, that's good that they're learning, you know, of that family unity, yeah. including church family. Well, so important. You're, you're giving an example right now of how you're supposed to teach your children. You teach them by example. You teach them day after day. It's mm -hmm. repetitious. Yes. But he's learning these things and doing them on his own. It that is, is so, so cute. Sweet. I wish you had a picture of him I gathering know, with the right? stuffed animals to sing. <laughs> it was so, so sweet. Well, we're here talking about stories mm -hmm. about young people. And we normally talk about stories of faith. We talk about what God has done. And you know one of the reasons we do that? is because by sharing our stories, whether it's our own testimony or somebody else's testimony, we glorify God. That's right. You glorify God by telling other people what he's done for you, what he's done for your friends or family. 
And so today, our purpose is to glorify God in the following stories that you're going to hear in just a minute. But first, we have a Bible text. Mm -hmm. And what is our text for today, Sadie? It's a beautiful Bible text, and it's found in Matthew mm -hmm. 18.10. And it says, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Jesus the really angels. had a heart for the children, yes. didn't he? And he reminded them, treat them right. Their angels go before the Father. That's right. That's beautiful. That's right. Well, we wanted to start out with some stories of how God was working in the lives of young people. And I have a story to share for you. It's a short one, but it's, it's precious. This story came from the highlands of Papua New Guinea. Mm. And there were two brothers. And Saidi, you probably know, boys can be a little rambunctious sometimes. Yes. And Sometimes. challenging and, uh, you know, get themselves into some trouble. And these brothers were no different. They would get into trouble if one uh, wanted to leave school to play with his brother. He might sneak out of school. If they were supposed to be doing chores, they might run off and play instead. Average boys, but they had trouble. Now, they went to Sabbath school. They went to church. They understood the love of Jesus, but they found it at times challenging to uh, follow through on what mom and dad wanted all the time. Yeah. Well, one day, they were playing in their front yard or around their home. It was broad daylight. And they had found some of these, um, you know how kids can take most anything and turn it into something? Mm -hmm. They found parts of plants and sticks and things, and they were making little trucks and riding them around in the dirt. But they were just made out of parts of plants, you know. And as they were doing this, one brother looked up at the other, and his eyes grew big. And he said, brother, now what he was seeing was a huge bright light. Uh, you know, brighter than the sun. And he had to kind of shield his eyes. And as it came into focus, do you know what he saw? It was an angel. Mm. He saw an angel standing behind his brother. Wow. And he was just caught off guard. It's not something you expect. That's right. All of a sudden, an angel was there. And he said, brother, behind you, there's an angel. And his brother looks up. And guess what he sees? All of a sudden, there's another angel standing behind him. Wow. So Two both angels. brothers are there. Two angels, each standing up. Aww. Well, what do you suppose these angels were doing there? He says that they were smiling, looking down on them. Oh. And he said this one angel opened up his wings oh. as if in a protective mode. Wow. And they didn't know what to say. They were so taken aback, they didn't say anything. Wow. But finally, they bolted and ran to the house. Mom, Dad, you got to come see. Our angels are outside. Yes. They came back, and the angels were gone. Mm. But, you know, Mom and Dad told them, you know, God sent you as angels probably to tell you that they're there to protect you. Amen. They're watching over you, and they're always with you, and God loves you. Amen. And the parents said, I think it was the parents that said afterwards, the boys changed. Mm. They weren't quite as rambunctious as before. <laughs> you know the words that every now and then would slip in that they shouldn't be yeah. saying? They stopped saying those things. Aww. The influence on their lives was positive and good, and they remembered that they always have their angels around them watching them, yes. watching after them. And I thought, oh, what a great story. I wish it had happened to me. Me too. You were talking about, I wish you would have taken a picture of your little boy with all the toys. Yeah. But I wish I had a picture of the angels, you know, um, just covering the little ones. What a beautiful picture. Now, we were, you know, sometimes kids get themselves in trouble. Yes. Uh, you have a story. Your story this morning is yes. pretty dramatic. Do you it want to share is. that with us? It is. Yeah. Um, this is not an international story. Yeah. It happened here in the United States, and it happened to a pastoral family. Mm -hmm. The father is a pastor, 
And one Sabbath, one Saturday, um, after church service, they went home mm -hmm. and they had their lunch. And, uh, and now we have a, a picture of the family. We do have a picture of the family. Let's... It's a very young family. Yeah. Now, who are we looking at here? This is all one family. Yes. It's the mom, uh -huh. uh, the dad, uh, uh -huh. two little boys, and two little girls. Wow. That's four. a pretty big family. Yes. And very young. Uh -huh. And so after having their lunch, the kids went to the room. Mm -hmm. They were playing. Mom was doing something else when one of the little boys came and said, Mommy, I have to show you something. I have to show you something. And you could tell that something was, was going on. So mom went with him mm -hmm. and was expecting to find um, the little boy's brother, little Enoch. The older He was one. the older, uh -huh. yes, the oldest one. And when she came into the room, to her surprise, Enoch had fallen from the window. So he wasn't even in the room. He was not even in the in the room, no. no. And we have a picture of the house, so you can see it's the third. How far floor. did he fall? He fall. He fell from the top window. Yes, the top window. That's three stories there. Yes, it is. Yes, and it so is. you see the second window underneath, and then you see the garage. Mm -hmm. What's what's it? Is it's that concrete? concrete? Yes, it's not grass. It's concrete. So he fell from a third-story window directly onto the concrete. Yes. What happened yes. next? And of course, mom, when she saw this, he just looked so helpless there. And she was just screaming and just, it's so scary. I can't imagine that, you know? Yeah. I remember when I was a little girl, one time I almost fell from the second, store, second story mm -hmm. and thinking I would have died. And to see this is like, wow, the third floor, you know? Yeah. And so she came out trying to get the kids together because she knew we're gonna have to get out and, and go and help them while the father was with the little boy trying to help. Um, he looked so bad. It was just so bad. Uh, ambulance, ambulance got there, uh, firefighters, and they took the little boy and mom went with him. Um, they actually airlifted him, helicopter came. I think we have a picture of him yes, being transported we do. We right do there. Yes, have a picture. Wow. And it just didn't look good. That's not a sight that a, no. that a mom or dad wants oh, no, to see. No, no, no. So they took him to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Once they got to the hospital, they told them, you know, there's a big possibility that he's not going to make it. He had mm -hmm. fractures everywhere, everywhere. Mm -hmm. School, um, his face, fractures on his face. His femur had some fractures. Um, now you told me there was even a problem with his eye that... One eye just was oh. not good at all. He also had um, blood on his brain. Mm -hmm. And so they thought we need to operate soon. Um, his lungs were bruised, just not not. He was in good. bad shape. Yes. Yeah. Um, one of her friends posted this on a, on a group page on Facebook that it's only for uh, ministerial spouses. And that's how I was able to see the notice that this had happened. Pray for little Enoch. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's all pastors, wives. And so everybody started asking their churches, pray for little Enoch, mm. pray for little Enoch. And it, it was interesting because at first the news were bad. The news were saying, you know, it's most likely that he's not going to make it. Um, and if he does, there may be some problems with his brain. Like brain damage? Yes. Oh. And so, um, but everybody just kept praying and kept praying. You know, it's so interesting because after two days, the father posted something saying, Enoch is alert. Wow. Enoch is alert. And I think we have a picture. Uh, when he's in the hospital? Enoch right? in the hospital. And yeah. you could see a little smile oh. right there. And you know. Wow, he's banged up a bit. He is. He Whoa. is. And, and it was interesting because 
it just answer to prayer after answer to prayer. The, one of the main concerns was they were supposed to do a surgery on his brain, mm -hmm. yet he had so many fractures that they started working on everything else mm -hmm. before. And God just orchestrated that in such way that I don't think he was able to, to they didn't even have to do the surgery on his brain. Oh, wow. Yes. And after 13 days, he was eating breakfast. Mm -hmm. He was alert. He was asking for mommy, asking for daddy, um, kissing mommy, oh. and just wanting to go home. Yeah. And so it was really interesting because then daddy was able to actually take him outside. Oh, okay. And he felt the, the fresh air. And we have a picture, I, I believe. Uh, this is actually a picture of the daddy when he took him outside. Oh. And you can see he's still looking not so good, but yet he was happy to be out there. And the father and the mother were just so grateful for what God had done for their little boy. Mm -hmm. Now, time goes by yeah. and he's able to get out. So the picture that we have of him on the wheelchair, yes. that's actually the first day that he went back home. Now, oh. it happened on August 1st, August 18, 18 days later, this little boy was home. So this is this picture is about yes. 18 days later 18 after he fell. 18 days fell? later. Wow, that's about a that's half a, a month. He is back. Mm -hmm. And so how is he today? So today um, he's doing much much better. This is something that the mom wrote, and I wanted to share with you just like this, but it's so sweet that I think I want to read it to you. Okay. And she says the following. She says, "Today, one year ago, my oldest boy Enoch had an accident from which he was not expected to survive." Today, he's very happy, energetic, normal little boy, full of life and love of life, God and family. We almost lost him. And I'm so thankful every day that he is still with us and that God performed a miracle to make that possible. Then she starts saying thank you to everyone who prayed. You know, I had seen people pray for different things. Mm -hmm. With this little boy, it was incredible. You could hear prayers all the time at different churches, everywhere, just people praying for little Enoch. And then she says, thank you so much. And she says, God can do anything. And, it, and all it takes is one prayer. But with a multitude of prayers, God senses the urgency even more and smiles on his people. Mm -hmm. And then she says, I still cry sometimes knowing how close we came to losing him. But God is mighty and powerful. Praise God for his blessings and miracles. Amen. And like you said, all glory is to God. Yeah. You know, Saida, you sound like you believe in prayer. I believe in prayer. <laughs> I believe in, in God answering our prayers. Yes. yes. And, you know, we actually put prayers up on the screen here at Better Life. Yes. We have a break that comes up in between programs. And people call in and they give us their prayer requests. And we put them on the screen so that others will join mm -hmm. in praying for them. Yeah. And so, friends, I invite you, if you have a prayer request you want to give us, there should be a number on your screen that you can call and that you can call and say, I have a prayer request. Please, I want others to join with me to appeal to God for whatever this particular need is. So right. we encourage you, keep that connection with God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I have a story, but I'm afraid it's not as dramatic. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's not life and death. But this story shows that God is interested in all aspects of our life. Mm -hmm. It may be a life and death situation, or it may be simply the wishes of a 13-year-old boy. The story I'd like to share with you comes from uh, a number of years ago. 
And you know how through time there's been different things that children like? Mm -hmm. Well, about 13-year-old, 13, uh, 13 uh, this little boy wanted an accordion. And, you know, back in the days when you played the accordion, that was something less today, but back in that day, yes. it was more uh, something that a child might want. Well, he really wanted an accordion. And, uh, but his, mission, his family was missionaries in Iceland. And so money was very tight. They were self-supporting, which meant that they helped to raise some of the own money, their own money to keep going uh, for the ministry. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when he went to his parents and said, Mom and Dad, here's a... a uh, an accordion in the magazine. Mm -hmm. It costs something like $230 or something. Can mm -hmm. I get it? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, we'd like to help you, but, yeah. you know, we have other bills. We have a, uh, a prayer, uh, prayer meeting place, and the rent is coming up. It's $50. We really don't have the money to spare. And the boy understood. Yes. He was disappointed, but he understood. And he kind of forgot it, put it towards the back of his mind. But then he went to town. Mm -hmm. And as he was walking through town, he found a, um, I don't know if it was a music store per se, but he went by a store, and in the front window, guess what there was? An accordion. It was an accordion, <laughs> just like the one he saw in the magazine. Wow. He, the one he saw was green. He liked this green color, and that was just what he saw wow. in the store window. But he looked down, and guess how much that was priced? It wasn't, no, the first price was $239. It wasn't $239. Uh, it was $189. So it was cheaper, mm -hmm. but still. You know, when money's tight, yes. 189 still kind of out of reach. So he went, but he told his parents about it. And, well, you know, that's nice, but it's a little pricey still. Well, it was maybe two days later, just a short time later, when a letter arrives in the mail with a stamp on it from halfway around the world. Mm. It was from Hong Kong, China. And they had a missionary friend over there, an older lady, and she had been working there for years. Mm -hmm. And they opened up the letter, and the most interesting thing was inside. It said, Dear family, such and such, um, I was impressed that you need some money. So I've enclosed a check for you. And they took out the check, and it was a check for $100. Wow. Well, that's very nice. She was impressed. She followed God's impression, sent the money. But they, uh, the boy said, maybe it's for the accordion. <laughs> the father said, well, uh, it's still not enough for the accordion. But, you know, maybe we can go down to the store and check it out. So mom and dad and 13-year-old got in the car, went down to the, to the store to look at the accordion that it was in the window and you won't believe what happened next. They get out of the car, they go to the front of the store, and as they're arriving, the store manager comes out with a sign, on sale, and pops it in front wow. of the accordion, on sale, $50, $50. They wow. couldn't believe it. So in the end, God had not only provided for this boy the desire of his heart, but the extra $50 as well to pay for the rent right. for the meeting hall, all in one check. The Lord moved forward in that. Isn't Amen. that amazing? That is wonderful. The desires of the heart. Wow. You know, and especially desires that God knows are going to be used for His glory, mm -hmm. like we were saying. Most likely this little boy was going to be able to play music that would be a blessing for many others. That's actually what he planned. He wanted to play it at the meeting house. Aww, yeah, I forgot to mention that part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a story too about a little girl who had a desire in her heart. And it was a really good desire. You see, little Ava um, was six years old as well. And her sister was taking Bible studies. Her sister was probably 10, 11. Mm -hmm. And she was taking Bible studies because she really wanted to get baptized. Mm -hmm. And so little Ava decided to go with her sister to these Bible studies. There were about three, four little girls mm -hmm. that were taking these studies. And I remember um, 
Ava loved to hear about Jesus. She always had a cute little smile, and, um, and I was the teacher. And so it was really sweet to always see her paying attention. But it was intense, like she really wanted to understand. Um, she was learning to read. Mm -hmm. So when we had scripture readings, she was not able to read aloud, but she could hear. And you could tell that it just would go into her, her head. And I remember as we were getting ready for baptisms, her mom came and said, you know, I don't know what you think about this. She said, but Ava has been telling me she really wants to get baptized. Now, how old was she? Again? Six. At the time she was six. She was six. Now, you should probably explain that in the Adventist church, yes. uh, how old are kids when they're usually baptized? I would say maybe 10, 11. Yeah. I remember I got baptized when I was nine yeah. and people would say, oh, she's too young. Yeah. And so... So typically they, we wait yeah, because we wait. you want the people to, you want the children to understand what they're doing. Exactly, yeah. yes. But there and seemed so to be... And so she's little, she's six years old and uh -huh. we're thinking, what do we do? So I said, you know, well, let's just continue with the Bible studies. Let's see how she does. We finished the Bible studies and I'm meeting with each child, just kind of talking to them to see if they understood. Mm -hmm. And and then it comes time for little Ava. She wanted to be not tested, but to 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 talk to me about why she wanted to get baptized. Mm -hmm. Wow. After hearing this little girl, I remember thinking she's ready. She's ready. And I told my husband, these are the answers. This is how we talk. This is what she says. She's ready. And my husband talked to her talked to the parents, and we prayed about it, and we just felt that it was, it was God telling us, baptize my little one. So you had reservations, but yes, after carefully thinking it yes. through, you said, this thinking seems to be of the Lord. Thinking it we yeah. just felt impressed that, yes, we needed to get yeah. little Ava baptized. Um, on the day of her baptism, uh, it was her birthday. That was her desire, that on her seventh, seventh birthday, yes. Uh, that she would be able to get baptized, which happened to be a Sabbath. So she was able to get baptized on her birthday with the other little girls. Wow. And right before getting baptized, I remember them with their little white um, gown. The, the baptismal. The baptismal robe. Yes. And they decided to sing a song, oh. all four little girls. One of them was singing, and the other three, they were doing sign language to the song. And mm -hmm. this song was, I Surrender All. Oh. And I remember looking at the girls, and all look beautiful, all of them. But little Ava, who was so tiny, you know what I mean? They were all taller than her. But little Ava, when she would just raise her hands and say, I surrender all, her face was shining. Aww. It was so beautiful. When she got baptized, um, we have a picture of the girls. And you could see all the little girls. And the little girl in blue, that's little Ava. You can see how tiny she is. Is that the one in front there? Yes, right in front. Uh, because she was so tiny, she needs to be all the way in the front. Yeah. But um, when she got baptized, we actually had to bring a little chair mm -hmm. so that she could stand on it. Because if not, she wouldn't reach and the water would just <laughs> cover her up. So we have a little video of the day of her baptism and how God answered the desires of her heart to be baptized. Well, let's take a look. Because you love Jesus. Because you have seen the examples of your mom and your dad, the example of your sisters, of seeing your home change, of seeing the Word of God become a reality in your home, and you want that reality to be part of your life as well. Thank you because... Uh, we praise God because you are also getting ready for Jesus' second coming. 
which is the desire of your heart. You want to see Jesus, don't you, Amy? Hallelujah. And so, as a minister of the gospel, I baptize in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's amazing. You see the little chair? I saw the little chair <laughs> pop up there as she was yes. put into the tank. Wow, they all she look very so happy. happy. Yes. That so, is awesome. So, happy. so, well, I think we have another story we can try to fit in in the time we have left. Let's try. Let's try this. So this is also Desires of Heart. Okay. And this is about three little girls that became our daughters, we can say that. Your little My, adopted, as quote, adopted, adopted yeah, daughters. spiritual daughters, yes. yes. Uh, my husband was giving Bible studies to the grandmother, and every time that he would go give Bible studies to grandma, um, he didn't know, but the girls were behind the door. Mm -hmm. The grandmother was um, their foster care provider. Okay. Uh, she was caring for the girls. And so every time he would give a Bible studies, the girls were behind the door until the day that grandma said, Pastor, I just need to tell you what's going on. Mm -hmm. Behind that door, my granddaughters are listening to our Bible study. Would it be possible if they come and join us? My husband said, of course. So the girls came out, they had Bible study together, and they were able to get baptized. All three girls, the same day with their grandmother. Wow. It was so beautiful. Wow. Now they get baptized, and in their hearts, they, have, they had never gone to a, to a Christian school, mm -hmm. and they had heard about it. And they had dreams of maybe one day we will be able to go to a Christian school. That would be wonderful. Oh, I hear it's like this. I hear it's like that. And I would hear them talk about that. And I thought, Lord, let's pray about it. So I would encourage them. Let's just pray. There's nothing impossible for God. So we started praying about it. My husband and I started calling on some friends, letting them know, you know, there's these three little girls. Would you be able to help with anything? And little by little, we started getting sponsors here and there. And it just got to the point that we were so excited, but yet we didn't have enough money. Oh. And so the day, the first day of school, we had bought them uniforms just in case, in faith. By faith. By yeah. faith, yes. <laughs> and so we go to the school and I'm in the car with the girls. My husband goes outside saying, this is all we have. Mm -hmm. We didn't have everything, of course. And he went out there and the girls, we had thought, you know, if they say yes and they give us a plan of payments or something like that, they're probably going to have to wait a week or maybe tomorrow to go to school. But the girls had so much faith that they had the uniforms right next to them. Oh, okay. And I remember when my husband came to the car, he said, come on, girls, you're going to school today. <laughs> the girls had this big smile and the little one, she just pushed, put that dress on right away and she was ready, ready to go to, to go. school. And God answered the prayers of these girls, and they were able to be at the Christian school and were the happiest little girls. That is wonderful. Do we have a picture of them uh, we do have ready a for school or something? We have a picture of them with their uniform right there, as you can see. Oh. And it was just such a blessing. That is wonderful. Well, friends, we want to encourage you, too. If uh, the Lord hears your prayers Amen. and you can bring him the desires of your heart, especially if they are to further the gospel or to help in your Christian education or salvation. All of those prayers, you know the Lord hears, you know he wants to answer those kinds of prayers. And if you have been listening to our stories and there's something there that you say, I have a story too, I have a testimony too, give us a call. 
We'd like to hear your stories. We may be able to use it on a future program. This podcast was brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Visit our webpage at blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. There you'll find more information about the ministry and other programs we think you'll enjoy. You can also send us a note via our webpage, and we'd love to hear from you. Better Life also has a YouTube channel that you can access by going to youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. That's youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to search for all the Better Life TV podcasts. Until next time, God bless.